I'm Lindsay Maloney, and this is the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I built a six-figure coaching business while raising my three babies and working a nine-to-five, and I'm here to help you break free from the hustle mentality that's been holding you back from reaching your full potential so you can know your worth, step into your own power, and of course, book your dream clients. Today is an Ask Lindsay episode and I am live in my Facebook group and I am answering four amazing questions that I got from some of the Book Your Dream clients members and we're just going to go ahead and dive right into it. So we have a question from Joni and she said, she asked, how do I make a great post uh, to boost my views and to help me book clients after? So that's a great question, Joni. And what I like to always answer those kind of questions with is your end goal has to be really clear. And you stated that to me and you said it's to help me book clients, right? So we always want to go with our end goal. So we have, we have that end goal right over here. What do we need to do to create a good post? How do we create a connection? So right now it feels like it's a little bit more difficult to do that, right? There's just so much at thrown at us online, right? We're, we're, our thumbs are like always scrolling through feeds. Our thumbs are rarely stopping at something to pay attention. So one thing that we have to really pay attention to is how do we get that thumb to stop? How do we get them to stop the scroll? What we need to do is create something that's going to catch their attention. Because when you think about it, if you're, if you're using Instagram, for example, and your, your thumb is just going up and up and up and up, and it's mindlessly, right? And all of a sudden, something you see stops, you scroll back down a little bit. Okay, let me pay attention to this. What is that for your clients? What is going to make them stop the scroll and want to read what you have to say, break open that comment section into seeing more. And then what do we need to do to get them from reading our, our comment on our post to going to our profile and exploring further? What do we need to do? We need to create value and connection and it needs to be really good because like I said, people are flying through social media feeds. So how can you stop them in their tracks, give them what they're looking for, and then make the relationship go further, further into the profile, further into the the link in the profile, and then onto the next journey where they're on like your click page and then they're clicking on something. Then they want a freebie. And then after they got the freebie, they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. How can I work with her? Um, Does she do one-on-ones? Does she have a group program? I need more of her. So that's like very, uh, there's a lot of empty, there's a lot of things in between all of those. But it's really important that you have those things going and multiple, multiple things So for example, your Instagram post shouldn't just be valuable and like your only goal is to get likes on it. I like how you said you want to book clients from posts. So your posts need to be something again, that stops them in their tracks, whether it is, you know, a quote tips, um, stock photos. It doesn't seem like they're working as well for me. So for me, I know what my people like. They like, I can see on my insights. So if you have, uh, I don't know if it's on all the if it's for personal Instagram accounts, but, um, on the business or the creator, uh, Instagram account, you can see your insights. So I can see that more people are saving my posts 
for reference, then they're even liking it sometimes. And that is super useful for me. So it takes me a little bit more time to create those posts, but it pays off because they're referring back to information that I gave them, you know, whenever it is. So I like to create as much value as possible, not only in the actual image, but in the comment feed as well. Not every post does that. We don't need to be just like pumping out stuff all the time, but we still need to have that connection. Like, oh, Lindsay's always giving really good tips about this. Um, So-and-so is always talking about social media and she always has really good stuff. So every time I think of something that I need help with, I just refer back to her, her Facebook page or her group or her Instagram, because she's always talking about this. So developing that point of authority and that point of reference for people is what's going to attract people to you. So again, we can create that, that factor of connection, the no like, and trust, because once people know you and like you, they're going to trust you. And then they're going to want to invest in you. They're going to feel comfortable enough to exchange that energy. So you can help them with whatever goals that you might have that they may want to achieve. Okay. So Joni, if um, that was helpful, um, you can absolutely let me know in the Facebook group, or if you have more questions, please let me know. Okay. Then we have a question from Christy and she says, I am conflicted with having a personal Facebook page and a business page. Is it possible to be successful on Facebook without engaging on my personal page? First, yes, it is absolutely possible to be successful on Facebook without engaging on your personal page. I barely do anything on my personal page. A lot of a lot of it's from other people just tagging me and things. I never really post on my personal page at all. Um, so it's not a key to your success. I think you need to be showing up where your people are. So if you have like you know, thousands of friends on Facebook who are into your business. And I am familiar with what you do, Christy. So if you have people who are there, like if your audience is there, then you need to be there too. Um, But if your audience is hanging out on Instagram or if they're hanging out on your business page, then you should be there. I would just pick one, get really good at it, and then bring in something else and kind of use that same strategy. But your, your personal page shouldn't be for business anyway. That's actually going against Facebook's guidelines. You're not supposed to be selling and doing all that stuff. So you don't have to worry about it because, you know, we, of course, we see the people who are selling on their Facebook pages all the time, but you're not supposed to do it. And I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want you to take the risk of, you know, starting to promote your business and whatever on your personal page. That's why we need a business page because that's where we do our business. That's where we can market with ads, where we can um, put our, share our blog posts, our videos, whatever it is, push our Instagram posts on. We can push our Instagram posts on our personal page. We push them on our business page. So just showing up daily on your business page. So you're alive is one of the the very first things that I suggest you do, because I know the thought of having another page to manage and create content can feel really overwhelming. I don't create any fresh content for my Facebook page. I just push my Instagram posts out to it. And then I call it good. Sometimes if I feel inclined, I will put something on there, but it's so hard to show up in the feeds anyway. I'm going to pay attention to where my people are hanging out. So I'm not going to put a bunch of energy into something that's not serving me, but you do want a business page because you will want to market your business and you can't have Facebook ads and Instagram ads if you don't have a Facebook business page. And then the other part of your question said, I didn't know if it helps with the algorithm to post on both pages. Yeah, I've never heard that it does. 
And again, we're not supposed to be um, talking about it or selling on our page, on our personal page anyway. Uh, I think playing on Facebook is... I think we, we have so many things we need to do, right? So we need to choose. We need to choose where we're going to be active and showing up. So if you want to spend time on Facebook and play on Facebook and post, go for it. But if you enjoy spending time over on another platform, I want you to be where you enjoy. Uh, you're saying, I'm just trying to spend less time on social media. Wonderful. That's amazing to hear. And you don't need to be doing that whatsoever. It made so much sense. That was a great question, Christy. So thank you for asking. And then we have a third question from Courtney and Courtney is asking two questions. So I broke them out and she asks, what is the easiest way to give out freebies? I love this question because I love freebies. I have over 50 freebies out there circulating on the internet, having fun, building my list for free, bringing in students into my program for free and clients for free. And the reason why that happens is because that's what my audience is kind of hanging out on Pinterest, looking for answers. So the best way to um, give out freebies, I think I'm understanding your question correctly when I'm saying Pinterest is huge for me and my business because I know that that's where my audience is hanging out on. So you need to tap into where your audience is, probably Pinterest. That's kind of where we go to get answers, right? Like if I want to find some ideas for um, email subject lines, I'm going to go over to Pinterest and see if I can find it. I'm not going to go to Google. I'm going to Pinterest. And I think that's a, that's a big habit of ours, which is good. So recognize where your audience is looking for information and then show up there and give them freebies because freebies are like going on a, a first date with somebody. It's where you get to know somebody, get to see what, it, what they're like, their teaching style, their branding, their language, all of that is portrayed in a good freebie. So there's bad freebies and there's good freebies. Your freebies need to be super helpful. And your goal when you have a freebie is for them to be so amazed by it that they're wondering, wow, if I got this for free, what's her paid? What's it like to pay her for her information? And your freebie should also be like so good that they want to print it out. They think, wow, this is something I'll refer to over and over again. I'm never going to forget her. So those are the highest converting freebies. So checklists, toolkits, step-by-step workflows, templates, things that people are going to reference multiple times are great freebies. Those are my highest converting landing pages. Those checklists, toolkits, roadmaps, all of those little um, things that people can print out, have on their desk, reference, maybe pin it on the wall, whatever they need to do, those are spectacular freebies because every time they refer to it, they're embedding your name in their brain. Oh, Courtney, 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 Courtney. <laughs> and then and then they see you later on and they're like, wow, I remember that freebie that I have. I, I look at it all the time. And now she has a course opening up and now she has a one-on-one spot opening up. Okay. I need to work with her because I use this freebie all the time. And it was, it was no investment on my part. I'm ready to take that leap. So that's the best way. So you're going to put your freebie out wherever your people are, right? Social media, Pinterest, it's going to go out there. You got to circulate it and keep it circulating. You got to keep ruffling it up, excuse me, ruffling it up in um, tailwind we use and we'll like just continue pushing out stuff. Sometimes some of my oldest freebies are doing way better than something that I just put out, which is weird, (laughs) but never 
don't shoot them out there and forget about them. Keep recycling them and pushing them out there. That's really important to have a really um, good connection with your strategy. So you know, kind of what's going out there. Cause the more and more you build, the more it's going to be out there. And it's a, it's great to see like what's working for you and what's not. So if you find that you have a lot of downloads with this one freebie, it's a toolkit, maybe you can make a 2.0 toolkit. That's what we have. We have an ultimate coaching business toolkit. And then I have a six figure coaching business toolkit. So it's like a 2.0 version. The ultimate has like a lot of free things that you can use for your business. And then the six figure is where you're obviously investing in programs and services to amp up your business. So that is one of my recommended ways to give out freebies. Now we need to have high converting landing pages to get those subscribers because our, our ultimate goal is to get subscribers, right? We're not just pumping out freebies for nothing. We need to get paid. So how do we get paid for free things? We get a, a, a a subscriber, <laughs> we get somebody to exchange their email address for a free PDF. Um, what I used to create a lot of my landing pages on my website, on Squarespace, um, which is great. And then I used my email service provider for quite a while. And then I went into lead pages a few years ago, which completely um, changed everything because lead pages is, that's what, the, that's what they do. And my opt-in rates are usually between 60 and 80% um, because I use their templates. And I kind of stick with the same um, theme over, over time because they, I just, know they work. So you don't have to invest in lead pages right away, but I think it's important to know what's working. And I remember um, having a coach and I was using my Squarespace website and she asked me what my conversions were and I had no idea. I didn't know if my freebie was working. So if I had five people sign up for my freebie today, that could be great if five people saw it. And 100% opt-in, but what if 500 people came on my website and only five people signed up? Those opt-in rates are very low. Those conversion rates are very low. So I don't have any information. I don't have anything to go off of. Was this a good freebie? Should I tweak my landing page a little bit? Do I need to make changes to my copy? Do I need to make changes to the freebie itself? Why isn't this converting? And we don't know those things if we're using tools that don't give us those analytics. So that's why I really like lead pages. Um, but there's a lot of other ones out there that you can use. That's just my favorite. That's a great question, Courtney. And then the other part of the question that you had was what systems do you use to collect emails and automatically send out the downloads? All right. So, uh, amazing. I recommend a couple different things. So when you're just starting and you're just trying to figure it out, you're just trying to get your feet wet and feel comfortable with this whole process. I recommend using MailerLite. MailerLite is free. And I think it's free up to a thousand subscribers. I could be wrong. It's been a while, but they're great. They're very visual and they give you the robust tools and robust, um, like automations. I know a lot of email service providers won't do that unless you have the paid version. Uh, they let you do all of that for free. So getting your, your knowledge and collecting all that, it's complicated when you first start. Cause you think, okay, I have a landing page and now I need to give them their PDF. How do I, how do I make that exchange? 
and it's hard to wrap your mind around it. I remember like having to draw it out on a piece of paper because I'm so visual. I need to see how this is going to happen. And I had to do that with every freebie I did because it made my brain kind of imprint the whole pathway to making this happen. So if you're using something like MailerLite, then you have a couple options. You can deliver it to them via email after they sign up. So you would create like a, a landing page in your email service provider or lead pages. They give you their email that triggers your email service provider to send out, here you go, here's your workbook, download it here. That triggers, that's an automation that you would have to create in your email service provider. Another option is to um, make the process go from giving their email address, boom, they get the PDF right away. They can have that. I don't like that as much because it lowers your open rates because if they get the PDF and they don't have to go to their inbox to open it, then they're not going to open it. And then your, your open rates are really low. And I think that email service providers keep an eye on that. And if they see like nobody opens their emails, like what's going on with this, this person here? I think that's something to keep in mind. So I always direct my subscribers to a thank you page. And you can see one of my thank you pages just by downloading something from me. I'm not going to go into that. You, they always get sent to a thank you page. And then in the, back, in the back end, my email service provider sends them an email. Hey, Courtney, here's the workbook you downloaded. Thank you so much. Click here to download. That's, that's all set up as an automation, Okay. Um, so when you get really familiar with that whole process and you're ready to up-level yourself and do this in a bigger way, then I recommend using something like active campaign. I have like the, the lowest plan and you're, every time your subscribers increase, you do get a higher rate, but, um, I love active campaign. It's very visual, just like MailerLite. It gives you, it just gives you more analytics, which I love. I like to see, I like to be super nosy. <laughs> so, um, mailer light for beginners. When you're ready to grow, go to active campaign, same strategy. You're creating a landing page. You're getting the subscriber. The automation is set up where the PDF is delivered to them via email. And, um, I actually have a blog article, Courtney, that will show you how to set up that PDF to be delivered in mailer light. So, if you would like that, put that in the comments and I can definitely put it in the show notes as well because it's super helpful and it's one of my most popular blog posts because it can be really confusing to do all of that. I totally get it. Okay, let's see. Do we have any more questions? Those were all amazing questions. Um, love them. Um, all right. Abby, she says, I've only got one freebie and no strategy, like zero. Well, we need a strategy, Abby. We need, what's the free, what's the point of the freebie? Is it to just build your list and you're in standout coaching Academy. So you're going to be doing that training where you're going to see that, um, you have a vision and your vision is your client, your student, and everything that you make is going, it has to align with your vision. I'm not going to create a blog post about how to, how to manage your toddler when they're teething. Cause that would, I mean, yes, I have 10 years of experience, but that would not serve my audience and it wouldn't serve me. It doesn't directly align with my vision, right? That's so important. We could create all kinds of stuff that might blow up our list, 
but is it aligned with our vision? It's like having a giveaway and making the present iPad. Sounds like you would get a ton of people registering for it, right? But you're going to get 12-year-olds, 7-year-olds, 85-year-olds. They all want an iPad. It's not going to work because once they're on, their, on your list, the quality is very low because they don't care about your vision. So you have to make sure you have to take care of that first. Make sure it aligns with your vision. Create that strategy and just keep making things that connect the dots. Pretty soon you have that vision and all these lines connecting towards it. All these different ways you're building your list for free. All these different ways you're putting people through a funnel. All of the things that's so important um, to keep in mind. I hope that made sense. Yes, Courtney, I will put that blog post in the comments after we're done here, after I'm done with my hand talking. <laughs> okay, you guys, thank you so much for answering all of those, for asking all of those questions. This is super fun. We're going to do this every month. So don't forget if you have questions, please ask them. Um, and Abby, you're a Soka girl. We're going to take care of you. Courtney, you should be a Soka girl um, because we can totally help you do all the things on a higher level. I can hear that my um, rest of the family is home. So I am going to go join them. Thank you guys so much. I love all of you guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I am so grateful for you. and I want to be sure you are a part of my free community. Go to dreamclientcommunity.com and join our free Facebook group. We have all kinds of cool things happening every single day, so don't miss out. Also, if you love downloading freebies, check out my freebie vault on my website by going to lindsaymaloney.com, selecting freebie vault, and there you can download all the things that will help you start and scale your coaching business. And if you're feeling extra generous, be sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss the next episode. 